today on the TMZ Podcast. Welcome to the TMZ Podcast. Harvey Levin here. Jason. Derek here. So um, Amber Heard back on the stand. For some reason, they put this case on ice for a week in the middle of her testimony, which is bizarre. So um, Johnny's, or Amber's team rather, has now lashed out at Johnny, anticipating cross-examination, which is going to come soon. We're doing this early in the morning on Monday. Uh, they're now on the, she's on the stand and they're still doing direct testimony. We'll get into that in a second. But um, her legal team told us that they fully expect Johnny's team to blame the victim and that when you don't have the facts on your side, you essentially bully and that Amber Heard is standing up for her freedom, right of freedom of speech. That is an that statement is off because the whole point of this, I mean, I, you know, look, they can say it's victim shaming and everything else. And that's fine if, you know, that's their position. But to say in the middle of a defamation case that she that this is her First Amendment right and they're violating that. That's what defamation is. Defamation is an exception to freedom of speech. That's right. So, so, Jeez. so underlying this is Jeez. Two, two, underlying this is two things. Number one, we do not have a sequestered jury. So to the extent that any of the jurors would want to hear what's being said in the public, they can easily hear this, and maybe it influences their ultimate decision. Number two, there's obviously a court of public opinion that's really important here because which one of these stars is going to come out of this least less scathed? Is that less I, I, less scathed? I, I want to get into that, but I first want to address this this issue of freedom of speech. Oh, wow. They are saying that somehow Johnny is violating her right of freedom of speech because she wants to talk about the fact that, she, or the allegation that she's a victim of domestic violence. The whole case is about whether she's lying about it or not, and that it is a defamation case, which means that if, and I say if, Johnny can prove that she's lying about it and he suffered damages, he wins the defamation case. This is not a freedom of speech issue. Yeah, it's a ridiculous notion to to, to equate it to freedom of speech. You're right. A defamation case is about whether someone lied about you in a way that damaged your reputation in some meaningful way. That's what the whole case is about. So I mean, the First Amendment can, has nothing to do with it. How can lawyers – it's well, like – I think what they're trying to do is take advantage of the political climate of we need to listen to victims speak. That's all they're doing. They're tapping into not right. a legal, uh, a but legal here, idea, but, but rather what people feel about this case. And is Amber describing domestic violence? Should she be able to express all of that openly? Obviously, for legal purposes, that's a ridiculous notion because well, it's a well, defamation all, case. All, although, d does it help her theoretically in some way? If it does, then the attorneys are just zealously representing their clients. The, the, yeah, the but attorneys it, the, have, the statement's just wrong. Well, it doesn't matter. It's right. helpful to her. That, right. That's it. I don't. I don't think it is because he's not saying it in open court. He's not yeah. making the legal no, argument. No, no, no. Of course, case. he's I, saying it. But for, but for people in the public who understand, wait a minute. The whole point of this is defamation. But the other thing is, it's like you know, Amber is making a statement. The issue before the jury is who is the victim here. Right. That yes. it's not clear that Amber Heard is the victim, according to Johnny. Right. Who in is fact, the In fact, it is clear Johnny's saying he's the victim, not her. That's right. Although this case has shown that during Johnny's direct testimony, you heard some instances of Amber getting aggressive and 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 physical. 
Amber has had a lot of that testimony. So if they get up there and try to discredit everything that Amber said, I do think it could backfire on Johnny. What they need to do if they're smart is discredit a few things because then it causes the jury to question, well, is she telling the truth about all this stuff once I've poked holes in a few of these items and I haven't attacked her entire story. And that's why we've seen sort of the picking apart little picky points about her testimony. What was it, the date on which she took a photo? She alleged that it happened in evidence of a beating in 2013, but the photo was actually taken in 2012 so so the metadata shows not really all that overwhelming of evidence except when you start to piece together a story that is maybe not entirely accurate and then to your point Derek the, the jury picks up on that and says what can we really believe this person now, you know right. and it's interesting that she's on the stand right now and um, I just looked at the notes on what she's saying one of the things she's alleging it's almost like Jack Nicholson out of The Shining that he was trying to break in break through the door of the bedroom. Yeah. So she, you know, she's really giving this graphic testimony of, you know, doing sex scenes in a movie and Johnny getting insanely jealous and all. So we'll see. I mean, look, there are allegations being hurled every 5 minutes in this case of domestic violence and the more these, you know, look, I I'm not sitting in the jury and I'm not watching this thing, but you know, I'm I'm watching parts of it like everybody else but the jury is watching everything and sometimes if there are just a slew of these allegations on both sides you know i i think it works against both of them yep i agree i think it works against both of them it's sort of like i mean i hate to say it this way but it's sort of like a pox on both your houses yep yeah if if they believe it yes you know if they're saying there's so much going on here that probably enough is true on both sides that you get zero zero i think you're right it becomes the noise of a volatile relationship the more you sort of hear it because even in amber's testimony she says he was violent sometimes then he would get sober and then we would have these great periods and it was violent sometimes it starts to just sound like a long-term relationship that was extremely problematic rather than a case where she lied about a specific incident and we're just discussing that incident it's too long just really quick anecdote not anecdote not not scientific in any way i had dinner with two other couples uh over the weekend the two women of the other couples both said and in all seriousness what kind of a person poops in a man's bed no matter what and they said that rules out everything else for us and i said wow that's remarkable there's all this other evidence they said and these are you know proud women pro 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 woman uh, and they said it doesn't matter. You don't poop in a man's bed. It just seems really like this person has something wrong with that. Okay, well, first and of all, said, it wasn't a man's bed. It was their bed. <laughs> it, was his, it was his side. We know what you think of your marital yeah. bed. It's Jason's bed. <laughs> <laughs> Sean is allowed to stay there sometimes. <laughs> Could nothing be farther from that truth, let me tell you. Uh, by the way, can we just pick up on that for just one yeah. second? What restaurant? Oh, no, it was at our house. Oh, I thought he wanted to pick up on your propensity to poop in bed. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, me, me too, and I got yeah, worried. Stay, was at the how house, did you know? It was at the yeah. house of Jason's bed. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, Courtney Kardashian and Travis Scott are married now. Travis Barker. Travis Barker. Because that would be a story. <laughs> wow. Well, they married the wrong Travis. He's in the family. He's in the family. Um, Still, quite a story. Yeah. What's what the, a swap. What is going on here that they are just, they were so desperate to get married. They tried to do it in Las Vegas. They couldn't get the wedding. They couldn't get the um, uh, marriage license. And they just did it in Montecito over the weekend. What do you mean? What's a, what's happening? They're in love, Harvey. <laughs> no, no, no. This I, is love, Harvey. No, 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 no. <laughs> but, but I mean, they're going to do a ceremony. What is going on with these two? They seem so mushy <laughs> and to enjoy each other's company no, so no, much. No, no, They're, they're, they're going to do a ceremony <laughs> with a whole family and everything, you know, in a month or two. Yeah. What's the? I, I I'm just confused about this. Help me yeah. out, please. I mean, typically when we see these sort of rushes, it rushes into marriage. There's a monetary component of it, but here, obviously, they're fabulously wealthy. Nobody needs any money. No, they have a prenup. 
And, I believe they and have they, a prenup. And they have a prenup yeah. as well. There's no reason except what we, what we were just sort of somewhat joking about, which is they're madly in love. They're desperate to to confirm their relationship in this way. And there's I don't think there's anything more to read into it. No, it, no, it is a little right? strange, oh, though, yeah, right? They both. It doesn't look like they're starting a family. We haven't heard rumors of them. Like sometimes people rush to the altar if they want to the have like the a, Kardashians a, have shown no need to be married before starting a family. Well, not to any judgment. No, no, no judgment yeah. on that. But what is the rush? It's a very, very strange situation because they're both you. older. They both have children. Why? Why do they need the formality of this? They were already living together. They obviously make out a lot. So that wasn't. <laughs> I mean, they've got a very sexual relationship. Yeah, what was missing? They want to have sex. There yeah. is something that we don't understand about this. That yes. it's a, you know, they're they're mature adults. And are they? Are they? they are, I mean, we've seen them making out at every public location. That is not an act of mature adults. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sorry. And I, again, they can do whatever they want. But seeing two I can't forty-year-olds make out at this. every in every public location, it's is a not bit much, even for teenagers. I, I yeah. can't argue against that. <laughs> I can't argue it. But I'm I'm trying to understand it. Like, what do they gain? By doing it now, as opposed to just waiting for, because there's no answer it, to that question. Because yeah. also, I mean, look, I don't know enough about this, but if they do the next ceremony, everybody knows they're already married, and it kind of takes the yes. it, the air out of the balloon a little bit. Right. I think. I mean, I don't know. I mean, are people going to be just as excited as they walk down the aisle and say, oh, my God, because they're already married. The no. one the one no. thing I've heard is that maybe uh, I think Courtney has mentioned this on the on the show recently that there, she wants to model uh, love for her children because her relationship with Scott was a little strange. Obviously, Travis had a troubled relationship with Shayna Mokler for many years. And it seems like she was trying to tell the kids, like, this is what real love looks like. This is what real devotion and and commitment looks like. And they want to show their family that we're in love. I don't know. That, that's a selfless hey, that's, explanation, that's, but I don't know. Those are words and they make sense. No, no I'm not. <laughs> I put them together. They yeah. make sense in some way. It, it, it's, it's it, a lot. Obviously you can show love without this, this ceremony, without forcing this ceremony that everybody says their kids are now older. They certainly get it right. Especially her kid. I think her kids are even older than his. Aren't his they? kids are older. His kids are older. Think, they yeah. certainly get what's happening here. I don't think they need this, but again, who are we to judge? If they want to get married and rush no, to the altar, they can. Did you see the car? Oh God. I knew that would be the yeah, your favorite exactly. part of this whole it's thing is a I vintage car. Oh my yeah. god, I love that. Not car. the two people in love inside the car. Oh, forget just it. The, no, I mean all I thought about was shell. when I was like eleven, I used to go to the Chevy um, showroom a couple of blocks from my house and just stare in the window at that car. So, so let they me get this straight, Harvey. If you had two choices, one is unbridled love that seems anew every day, or the other is the car. Or a low rider with rims. Uh, you're taking the car. <laughs> okay, we're going to move on. <laughs> if you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Adidas, Macy's, or Levi's. And you can even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares that money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal, or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's Rakuten. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Okay, so Machine Gun Kelly... Uh, the the Billboard Music Awards were last night and there were a couple of interesting things that happened we're going to get into Travis Scott and we're going to get into Morgan Wallen in a minute but um, Machine Gun Kelly 
sang a song and dedicated the song to his wife, Megan Fox. Uh, that's interesting. And then in the song talks about how she was pregnant and kind of insinuates they lost the baby. Right. So I, here's a little bit of, of, of what the, uh, the audience heard. I wrote this song for my wife. It's been six days since the last time I saw your face. And this is for our unborn child. it's produced you hear a heartbeat under him singing and then the heartbeat stops right. and he said i'll see you in my dreams so it sounds like he is saying number one he refers to megan as his wife number two that she's pregnant and number three or that was pregnant and number three that she lost the baby that is a lot in a song that's a lot i don't think there's really any other way to read uh the the reference to um the unborn child as as reference to some sort of miscarriage the lyrics seem to bear that out go to sleep i'll see you in my dreams i have and, to set you I, free I set you free, meaning i have to stop uh, being I, I have to let this go I have to i've got to move on and i've got to let you because go. it's not a joyous announcement he's on stage you see he's right. emoting she's in they, right. they cut to her in the crowd she's streaming tears it doesn't seem like a joyful moment in their life the reference to the, her being his wife i don't think is a is is an indication that they are actually married and have papers i think this is just how people speak we've seen this with kylie and travis scott before he calls her my wifey and I, they don't I, have papers i honestly think that this this generation the younger generation this is the way that they're they're, they're not seeing that demarcation line between an actual ceremony there's there's sort right. of the wife thing the marriage we're thing, together right? we're we're, right, we're exclusive exactly. we're, we're you're my right. wife oh god maybe weddings will go by the wayside oh. then, yeah <laughs> someone could have told us that earlier huh <laughs> <laughs> yeah what are you talking about there? <laughs> you know it, it, it's interesting because when you listen to the song he recorded the song earlier and it is not it doesn't have those lyrics in it so he did this especially yeah. for the billboard music awards which i find kind of interesting because it's sort of an announcement in song it is and yes. that's just different from what we're used to that's right uh, it, although we are seeing it more and more but what's interesting is this is this elevates the billboard music awards in a way because they're not the most important music event of the year and he brings us to it and it makes it seem like this is something he wanted to say for a bigger audience than he typically has although he plays huge huge yep. venues all the time um but very moving i actually thought the song was amazing very yeah. pearl jammy a uh, little yeah. different a little departure from machine gun kelly which is in my house all the time machine gun kelly so i was it was impressive at the risk of sounding like a regular dick clark there <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. at the risk of us sounding a little old it's such a sign of the times to want to deal with this kind of vulnerable moment yes in such a public setting i know people do this on instagram they announce their miscarriages on instagram I find it strange. I think we're maybe just a different generation to want to share this kind of sad stuff and grieve in this public way. I'm sure you'll get lots of good sort of supportive messages, but you also get a lot of nasty stuff, I would imagine. Okay, let's move on to uh, Travis Scott and Morgan Wallen. That Diddy, remember, said that he wants to uncancel cancel culture. Yep. Well, he did. Um, and Travis and Morgan Wallen performed. Travis Scott um, got a huge ovation. Huge ovation. Um, people loved it. He sang a couple songs, um, kind of mild compared to his normal concerts. Uh, wasn't trying to get the crowd going as much as he normally does, but 
Uh, remember, it's the first big public event since Astroworld back in November. Yeah, we're going to see what happens. Is is this the prelude to the large festival concerts? Oh, yeah, it is. Got, right. And this so, summer. And so how is he going to treat those? I mean, obviously, there'll be additional security, but is he going to try to tamp down the sort of enthusiasm that we always saw at Travis Scott concerts before the tragedy? Um, but, but it's interesting that people really embraced him yes. because there's been a lot of talk about, well, oh. you should sit it out during the lawsuits and all things. I want to go, yeah, that cancel, are we canceling cancel culture? Is Diddy effectively doing that? I mean, we are still going to, it always, there's an effort by victims to give voice to their victimhood and by by canceling somebody who's done something bad they they that that's some sort of uh uh catharsis for them and well so, hold on hold yeah. on i i gotta take yeah. issue with you i don't think victims are the ones canceling people as much as twitter is canceling people well, because right. there are just you know the peanut gallery out there on the extremes on both sides um they have a loud they have a big megaphone and they just get it going and then companies get yeah. scared and they end up canceling that's the drill and i think people are getting tired of it yeah but but the the you know the the rich and powerful have gotten away with with acts forever right with doing things forever and i think the cancer culture was an effort by people to say look we can't get you often in the courts of law we can't get you often criminally prosecuted we can get businesses to turn against you through this groundswell of public opinion that goes against you. And and maybe maybe that's over? Is that, what do you think? I, I just think we have to be careful about what we're talking about, uncanceling the cancel culture. I get what Diddy is saying, but there, there are value judgments to be made across all of this. He obviously believes that Morgan Wallen and and uh, Travis Scott deserve another chance at, at in the public. He doesn't seem to believe that about R. Kelly. He doesn't seem to believe that about Bill Cosby. There's always going to be well, people that... Well, you don't that, know that. I mean, he hasn't said that. I don't know that, but he could have had him come perform open comedy, I, open mic night comedy. I don't think he would do that. I think he is making a value judgment that what they did, their transgressions, don't rise to the level of eliminating them. And I got to say, I've been on record about Travis Scott. I don't think he should perform publicly again. I think what he does at the Billboard Music Awards, totally fine. I think the issue with Travis Scott is the safety of his concerts. It has nothing to do with whether he should be a performer or not. He can cut studio albums till he's blue in the face. I just think he's a danger when he's out there. See, in my I, opinion. I, I disagree that he should bench himself, but I think that the issue is not so much about Morgan Wallen. I mean, even though Morgan Wallen in a way is a beneficiary of all of this, I think it's about that, you know, they are canceling people for doing things using a 2022 lens. Yes. And it's absurd that, you know, you can look at what somebody did 15 years ago and say that it's ex that that you've got to hold them accountable based on 2022 standards. The world has changed and in, in a way changed for the better. And, you know, I, I don't know how many people can withstand going back to their life and looking at their life through a 2022 lens. But, but that's not the case in these for these. Two I agree. No, no. Gentlemen too, I, I, I think right. I think he's just had it with that notion. But yeah, they, they, they are the I current we example. We all agree when you go back and look at somebody's tweet from 2009. And you're right. like, well, we're going to hold that against yeah. you. And they say, well, I'm a different person than that. We can all get behind right. that being. That's the, that's the absurdity of cancel culture. Yes. But here, these are 2021 acts. And is Morgan Wallen using the N-word uh, the way that he used it, something that should get him canceled forever? And obviously, Diddy and, and most of the world, it seems, don't think that it should be. They, they think that he, he should be able to he, move on he, from this. He, he got a warm reception, not as boisterous as Travis It's not Scott, his crowd. But it's probably. not his crowd either. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, what do you guys want to talk about for the next three minutes? Your oh, call. Oh, geez. I know what I want to talk about. Go ahead. No, no, no you go first. No, I mean, no, no, I want to think of it. No, 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 no. Because you shocked us. Sorry, I'm going to go last. Go ahead, Jay. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're a lawyer. Uh, 
Oh, you want me to talk about no, something No, 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 no. I'm just saying uh, you should be able to think in your if, feet. If I were to talk about something, it would be uh, the Phoenix Suns having the greatest collapse in potentially basketball history. Go for over, it. Over the weekend, they were heavy favorites against the Dallas Mavericks. And not only did they lose in Game 7 against the Mavericks at home, they were down by 46 points, I believe, at some point during the game. Um, he, he calls into question, I think, uh, everything that Chris Paul, frankly, has achieved during yeah. his illustrious career, as well as Devin Booker's future ascent to, to, to greatness. And I was really disappointed. I'm a huge fan of the Suns. I was really disappointed. Felt like a change in the guards to me. I it's watched some turn, of that Aaron. game. Okay. <laughs> Am I switching? Um, you know, the only thing that's been on my mind is, is a bit darker than what you, you brought up. It's that it's the shooting in Buffalo. I mean, just, just, no. I'm sorry. You asked what was on my mind, and that has absolutely been on my mind. Um, The guy marched into a a grocery store in full tactical gear and a weapon and mowed down people for uh, for what looks like race-related reasons. He was a white supremacist online. Yeah, it's not even looks like it's clear. Uh, And just horrific. I've seen sort of the the names of some of the victims, and and it's it's a— it's horrible. It's, I don't know what to tell you. I feel really bad. You asked me what was on my sun. mind. That was that was on you, my mind. You know what's interesting? You, when you look at the number of mass shootings this year, it is staggering. Yeah. I mean, hundreds of mass shootings. Um, CNN actually had a, a full screen graphic, and they read each city. It took five minutes. Yeah. It, 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 it was just unbelievable. And something's got to get. Something's got to be done. And not just you know. It's funny because I was thinking about it. It's not just about gun violence. It's about, it's it it it's really about hate, yeah. and and how hate can turn into that, and something's got to change in this country. That's all it's about, and and it, we we all know this. But if we're seeing anything, it's going in the opposite direction. It so is more and more yeah. vitriol, more and more sort of the separation of red and blue, and and, and, and the live streaming of it. It was such a toxic example of so many aspects of today's culture that the guy went in there and tried to live stream the event to to followers. It just but was white disgusting. Supre- white supremacy, this whole notion of you can't take over our country, is a real thing, yep. and it's very scary. Yeah. Right. Okay, I'm going to end on a on a lighter note. Good. Any, I don't think, I don't think it can get darker than yeah. that. Uh, I can I can get on a much lighter note, at least personally. I am basking in the glow of something that happened on Friday. <laughs> I am just like... Do you know what this is? Oh, my God. All right. Well, hello. Derek, you know. no. I do know what it is. You know what, Derek? Why don't you explain it? Because I don't want to brag. So Jason and I... Or sorry, sorry. Harvey and I, in my office, we often play a, a little game called Name That Tune. I'll open up Spotify, and I will play Harvey some, some songs, usually from the 60s and 70s, and I'll try to play as little of it as I can like before he guesses like it. Notes. Sometimes just a note. Um, and he had a bad day on Thursday. And so Friday, he was kind of feeling down. He came in, and he just blew it out of the water. He he named, I think, 28 out of 30 songs at some point, and some of them literally on one note. Now, he's got his strengths. The Supremes are a real strength. The yeah. Temptations are a strength as well. There were others. And then surprisingly, he loves Casey and the Sunshine Band. You learn a lot about a person when you see how well they do it, name that tune, what their taste 67, is. 67, 68. Can I, can I just say <laughs> that I, I feel used? Because he brought up this whole raise your own topic thing just so he could end. <laughs> I know. I was wondering where this was heading. Okay. okay. Didn't prepare us okay. at all for coming up with topics. Wait, wait, wait. 100% true. <laughs> we'll see you Wednesday, everybody. Bye. 